from Beyond Hood and Evil. We're your hosts. I'm Mike. That's Chris. What's up? Slim. What are we getting into today? Man, you already know, man. It's Beyond Hood and Evil. You know what it is. It's for today, for the beyond of it, we're going to be talking about Donda, 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 Donda. That's what we're talking about for the beyond of it, for obvious reasons. If you listen to the podcast or you know me in real life, you already know how I feel about Jesus himself. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag Jesus say, hashtag him. You know what I'm saying? Kanye West, man. I mean, yay. You know what I'm saying? He about to change his name to yay. The sound. You're like, we, we, what are we talking about here, man? Anyway, and then for the evil of it, I guess we're going to talk about the Texas abortion thing. I guess. I mean, at this point, my take is I'm going to just be out the gate. People should just leave Texas. Like, <laughs> Texas is always <laughs> on their own thing. And people are always like the surprise Pikachu face. Oh, my God. You believe what they're doing? Yes, it's Texas. Like, what you expect? <laughs> Move. <laughs> Simple as that. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it, man. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Respect. So, I want to hand this back over to you, Chris, because I, I want you to get in Donda. I listened to it before you. Mm-hmm. It's been in my eardrums consistently, and I and I haven't put something in my you know in my in, in my headset as often in my rotation since the Tyler Project. Mm-hmm. You know, so when this dropped, I was just like, all right, let me give it a let me give it a a listen. And then it became a second, third, fourth, fifth listen. So I, I want to hear where you at first as uh, Jesus has saved you. You know, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. So what you got for the people? Man, you already know, man. People people always talk about Kanye West and this and that and this and that. Man, people know, uh, if you know me, you know how I always try to say, I'd be like, Kanye West had an impact on my life. I remember being a weird kid growing up. I guess not weird, but I am weird. But like a kid that was outside of the norm is what it meant to be prototypically black in the inner city. And it wasn't a lot of people to model after, you know what I'm saying? Grew up in a single mom household, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't I, I, Positive real male role models were brought around me, but it's not like people that I would directly identify with. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, she had a, she has a type and they're all very like, you know, she like cool, you know, man, I smoke, I smoke cools. I drive a Cadillac. I got a low voice. I used to play football. I used to play basketball. You know, mm. I'm real smooth with it. You know, and it's like that's yeah. why that's a, that's a part of my personality because of that. But it's not my overarching personality. Kind of somebody who's a little off kilter. <laughs> so that's what we get to Kanye West, and that's what I, I remember. The first time I heard Kanye West, I didn't really like him because I was super into Jay Z at the time. But then mm. as I got older and got more into my myself as an individual, as opposed to someone who is a more of a follower, who's just copying people around me. I began to understand the individuality that Kanye West represented. And to me, to to young black creative people, man, because back in the day, you know, creatives weren't a thing. Like we, you were just somebody who knew how to draw. You were somebody who could sing. You were somebody who knew how to paint. It wasn't like now where you have to be a creative per se, where you might be a YouTuber or you might just be someone who gives opinion pieces or you might be someone who's just able to uh, connect people. You know, th- those people are called creatives now. So I feel like Kanye West is one of the original creatives and that he was like the prototypical or the 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 prototype of what it means to be a millennial someone who just is out here hustling grinding making it make sense for yourself doing your own thing walking to the beat of your own drum so i want to start off with you know thank you mr west you know what i'm saying um to me to me the album's fire it sounds like a a, a, a like a actually well thought out project to me no but in my opinion it's more like a impressionistic painting like, it's like, it's a flavor. It's something on here for every version of Kanye that you like in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you know Kanye, everybody always say we miss the old Kanye. Duh, 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 man, man, why don't he just do the same songs over and over? Because nobody like that. Like that. If we being honest, nobody likes listening to artists who just sound the same their whole career. It's a fact. Look at like, cause I mean, I'm not gonna get into that piece because then you're gonna it's gonna be slandering people that people like or then stuff like that. But it's certain artists that don't exist anymore because they only have one style, and that style get sounds get into your that's, bag. That's you no that's style because we're talking about Kanye West. All right, I'm not okay, I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna water this down by talking about lesser artists. So like the, <laughs> the so. The fact that it remains like it's something on here for everybody. If you want something that's like that, just listen to the whole album. It's a song on here for you, bro. It's, a, it's a, if you want the super avant-garde Kanye, it's something on here for you. If you mad Christian for some reason, it's it's a bunch of stuff on here for you. You know what I'm saying? If if you if you like 808s and Heartbreak, it's something on here for you. If you like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, you know, it's 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 like one or two songs on here for you. If you like that's that, like the super that's duper pop. That's all I need. So, you know, I, I always, I'm going to put it like this. Don the fire. If you don't like it, kill yourself. This ain't fire. If you got negative opinion, you obviously don't listen to music. You listen to, oh my God, I need to have something speak to my soul. Every time, it's like, bro, first of all, you don't even rap good. Or, bro, first of all, you don't even make beats. Or, first of all, you don't, it's like so many firsts that can go in attacking you as a person or as a creative individual. Like, you don't even do nothing creative at a high level to understand how this is amazing. Like, so I'm hearing, like, critiques like, oh, it's not that good. Or, oh, I don't really like the songs or all oh, the features not that good or oh, it sounds too trendy. My guy, last time he did something super futuristic with Jesus, which sounded like nothing else ever. People was like, I don't like it. I don't get it. It's too much. And then everybody went to go see the concert. was like, oh, I get it. It's amazing. He's a genius. It's going to be the same thing. Then he did, then he did what? Yay. That album where he was talking about killing himself and his depression and stuff, and people was like, "I don't like it. It's too trendy. It's not. It's it's, it's not futuristic enough. I need some avant-garde." It's like he can't please. You can't please people that don't know what they want. That's exactly what this album Kanye West show you. Everybody be so anticipatory of what he doing, and then when you put it out, people always like it didn't meet my expectations. And then he go on tour and they sell a billion. It, the tour go jump off the gym. It's art is written up on in all these magazines. The tour is amazing. I didn't get it until I saw it in, in um, actual um, performance. Oh my God, I didn't know that song. All oh, this arrangement is so, all oh, that. It's like, bro, this man know what he doing. Hmm. He, done, he done did some of the greatest albums ever. If you like, if Kanye West didn't exist, the amount of people that would not exist either. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper would not mm-hmm. exist if it wasn't for Kanye West. And it's vice versa. Like Kanye West wouldn't exist if it wasn't for his favorite rapper, which is Jay-Z. So it's just a thing. Like you gotta, you gotta give people their flowers, man. So like, I must, if, if you somebody that's looking, if you're a Fairweather fan, and you really don't really know, you know, oh man, I don't know where I should start. If you like Yeezus, start with God Breathe on this. 100%. If you if Yeezus is your jam, God Breathe on this is your jam. Okay? If you like the more My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, start with Hurricane. It start with Remote Control. You know what I'm saying? If you somebody that um that like um 808s of Heartbreak, Moon. Go ahead, just go listen to Moon. Start with Moon. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something on here for everybody. If you somebody that like really, 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 really like four, five seconds of fighting. Remember that old song, that song that came oh, out yeah. that was supposed to be on the joint before he put out Yeezus? Start with No Child Left Behind. 
which is a fire song. Like, I don't know, I don't know how people not talking about certain songs with here that's just like, yo, how are you saying this song, this ain't don't go off? He got some fire tracks on here, like the arrangement, the mix, the the production, the the song, the song structure. Like, cause a lot of the times people get up, used to get up into like the Kanye Westness of it. Like it gotta be super clever. Everything gotta be mad clever. It gotta be about, about the rapping. And it's like Kanye West is now showing us, it's not about the rapping no more, <laughs> which is hard for me to say. Because mm. it's like he's really getting it to just I'm, I'm about to get this message out And that's it I just need to get this thought out to you And that's all I'm going to do I'm not going to wrap it up In a whole bunch of punchlines I'm not going to wrap it up In a whole bunch of rap rapidy rap rap I'm about to do this message I'm about to give you this hook I'm about to give you this beat And I'm about to ride this beat For maybe a minute And then the rest is going to be me riding, Vibing out to the rest of the music And it's like when you listening to it it's like, oh man, this beat can't feel this song kill for I don't feel kind of long. He just been repeating the same thing. But then when you saw the performance of it and he had a million people on the stage dancing and doing all that stuff to the music, it's like, oh, that's so amazing. It's a performance album. It's not something that's easy listening. It's like it's a performance album. And people are so used to easy listening. I don't know. Also, I want to say shout out Young Thug from Remote Control. Young Thug killed that joint. I want to shout out, I don't care what nobody say. Baby, the baby on jail. That verse on jail part two. Mm. It, man, I, I'm not a the baby fan like that. But that man, you got that man was right. He the only person on here besides the Griselda dudes who was rapping, mm-hmm. rapping. He came on, he was not playing around on that verse. He he that was his Kobe game. That was the Kobe before the allegations game. The 81, that's that game for him. He's like, I'm about to show y'all why I'm I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm about to show y'all for real. Like he came with the different pockets. You know what I'm saying? He had the sings on it, raised by the crease and the crackheads. He was going, he was on that chain, bro, killing it. Um, but yeah, I can talk about this album all day, bro. I can talk about this album all day. So um yeah, shout out to the weekend on Hurricane. Apparently, that's a that's from um Yandi. That's a song from Yandi that the um Honey was had. Weekend come sing over. My brother told me that. And then um it's another song on here. Um Jesus Lord. I like that song, but it's not, it's it don't to me, it don't feel like it's really got the production it's supposed to have. Like I love Jay Electronica, I love all the people that's on there, but it's just something about it that just don't sit right with me. Um and a junior Watanabe. Y- y'all know it's it's a different version on YouTube that had a trap beat under that joint that somebody remade. <laughs> That's the one song I wish wasn't on this album. I hate the Junior song. I hate it. Like the uh, the beat to me don't make sense for that. After hearing the trap version that some fan made, I was like, dog, that need to be the beat right there. <laughs> like that when I say that, Jane, make your make your face ball up. Oh my god! If you just look up Junior Watanabe and it's by some random YouTuber and it's it's a beat that's like a. A little trap joint, I'm telling you, that's what you need to find. So if you got it in your sequence, you got it in your Serato, whatever you listen to, your Apple Music, go ahead, delete that junior and go find you that joint on YouTube and replace it. And if it working and mixing everything, it's fire, bro. So yeah, that's what that's where I'm at. Yeah, man. It's amazing. Tell yourself you don't like it. Chris, you hit on a lot of really great points. And I feel like not to say that these are even, but the same energy that I had for the Tyler album, where I was like, go listen to this, you can appreciate this. And I also know I'm biased because I'm a big Tyler fan. Right. Mm. So I, I I know I'll be in my Tyler bag because I'm just real supportive of everything that he's doing, because I think it's bigger than the music for him. Like, I like mm. what he's doing, especially for certain folks who never had the type of support specifically for their identity and how they was raised and a lot of conflicted natures of growing up as a person where you're not, quote unquote, of the norm. Right. And I think he is similar to Kanye in a sense, specifically to what you said. Kanye was supposed to be a whole different person. He even talks about it in his music. I was on the corners. Like, I, I'm with these dudes. Like, I'm, I'm of Chicago. I'm of these spaces that I'm from. I grew up in Atlanta. Like, I'm not unfamiliar with this. I just wasn't those dudes at my core. 
but those are my peoples, but I still put on for them. And so I, it, it's always weird and interesting navigating those experiences because that's also my life, which is why I love Kanye, right? Mm. Because I, I am him. <laughs> like, it is, it's a, I, like my brothers were all in that life. The people around me on my box were all in that life, that gang life. That's just what they did. That's what they do, right? And when I'm walking to school and I get to school, or actually on my path to school, I'm walking through those neighborhoods, right? People mm-hmm. like, where are you from? Da, 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 da. You get to school, it's the same thing, right? And now I'm here because I stayed steadfast, focused on what I needed to do, right? And I was squarely focused on still trying to be me and discovering what me was. But I, and, but what I knew for sure was that I wasn't them. <laughs> and now I am here. And so I always have an appreciation for Jesus because you know, I feel like I'm, I'm cut from that similar cloth as it relates to experiences and what you're trying to do for yourself and then what you ultimately hope to give back to your folks and the community at large. So I just want to start there. Made a lot of really great points. I don't want to give a whole list to like push back because I really definitely want this to be like a back and forth. Yesterday I dropped Donda into or or well when this is released, I guess I should say. So, but someone just say last week I dropped Donda in um my company Slack because <laughs> we have a music channel. And so I dropped Donda in there and I said, Hey, none of y'all have dropped Donda in the Slack. And I don't know if that's because y'all don't know. Or is because y'all not a fan of the album, but I know the latter can't be true because the album is fire. And I recognize Kanye is very polarizing. But if you're a fan of the music, you got to get us a spin, maybe even two, three, four, or even five spins. And I dropped it in there. And that's a, that set off a flurry of messages. All good though, in a sense of they weren't coming there for like the Kanye slander. They really came to talk about the music. And one of the things that I that I saw is some people dropped in, like, oh, I heard it was trash. And someone jumped in, so now someone else jumped in and said, ah, man, Mike, it's really interesting. Cause another thing I said after I dropped the album was that, like, yo, I think it is a really cohesive album. And I think it is one of his strongest pieces since um, my beautiful black twisted fantasy. My beautiful dark, dark twisted, twisted fantasy. fantasy. So that's, I mean, I think saying that got the little pushback because one of my guys was like, yo, I think it's very inconsistent. I don't think, I think the themes sonically is off. And so the first thing I responded back with, I said, shut your bitch ass up. (laughs) That's what you should have said. Don't even make music. (laughs) So (laughs) I make make spread seats all day. Sonically, it isn't good. My man, shut shut up, shut up. Shut up. Oh, I oh, I'm I do makeup. This doesn't sound good to me. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, I work at the cash register. Shut up. Shut up. If you ain't got no pot, shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no, you have no idea what you're saying. So, you don't even know what sonically <sighs> means. You read it on pigs and planes. You read it on pigeons mm-hmm. and planes when you was in the music in, in college or in community college or in high school. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all dropped yeah. out of first grade talking about somebody doesn't, I don't like the lyrics. My man, you don't even understand what an allegory is. You don't know what a metaphor is. You don't know the difference between assembly and a metaphor. Shut up. Shut up. You don't even know what a cadence is. Shut up. <laughs> so this is my man's and I, I, I do love him. But I also hear, Chris, <laughs> the amount of love you have for Kanye 
that that energy just escaped your body. You couldn't even hold it in. You was just like, nah, I'm not going to appreciate no slander. No. I say that to everybody I know. It's fun. Listen, bro. It's damn dead certain. No Kanye slander, bro. Like, I don't care what he doing. No Kanye slander. People be like, oh, Chris, the America thing. No Kanye slander, bro. I will, I will translate everything this man's talking about right now, and it will make 100% sense to you. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Da, 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 da. And I break it down, and we ain't talking to you no more, Chris. We ain't talking to you about it no more. Because you don't have, you ain't not, you, 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 you can't come to war without the swords. I got to, I'm, I'm Gilgamesh. I'm Gilgamesh. So people that read and know the classic traditional literature, you know what I'm saying when I say that. I got all the weapons. I got all the swords. I got all the receipts. I got everything. I, I'm Gilgamesh. I'm, I'm ready. I'm prepared when it comes to, I'm, I'm prepared. And I'm willing. So like, Anybody say something negative, I'll be like, man, AB take me everything because I'm not, I'm, I'm somebody who preach. My bad to interrupt your story, but I'm, no, somebody, who, I'm somebody who preach a lot. When you see people say stuff online, don't comment because it don't make sense to get into a back and forth with people online. It just don't. So, like, I see somebody posting something negative, I don't really like it. Da-da-da-da. I told you, ha 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 ha, and they be taking everything me. Man, shut your, shut up, man, shut up. I'm sorry, bro. It just get me hot when people be talking about. It's people that's creative and they's like, you don't even, you're not even creative though. Like, how are you gonna talk about some somebody doing something creatively? You're not creative. I like it's like when people critique art that don't do art at all and no compa- like do you do you do photography at least? Are you at least basic? Mm-hmm. You have a canon, at least a, a little T3I rebel or something that you take pictures with to have you some told that you have some sort of an understanding of what it even means to try to create at a high level. No. So why you have an opinion about this? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. But go ahead, bro. Let's talk about your little friend at your job. Who? who, who. <laughs> no, that's a, uh, you, little friend. That's my that's my guy. He's my guy. We talk about music all the time. We talk about music all the time. So I definitely respect his opinion. And what I immediately came back with, and I said, first, I don't respect critics. I, I don't. I don't respect critics specifically. Actually, any critic really, especially music critics and food critics. I don't. I don't. I don't get how people carved out this niche with like food. And like critique, like I just, I get it. You can critique. I, I, anywho, I, I just, yeah. So I said, I don't respect critics. So I'm not even looking at that. Cause I did hit the wiki just cause I, I like to listen to an album fully first for my own opinion. And then I'll go and see what the public says. And I think in some cases it has made me lift sort of my view. Cause it's given me some, some color that I didn't have in the instances where they rated it significantly lower than me. I just throw it out. The, I just throw it out because I already know what they're doing specifically when it comes to certain artists. And I know for artists like Kanye, people are just ready to just, just trash it. Like you said, initially. And then when they continue to hear that the world really likes it, then they're like, Oh, I like it too. Right. And so in this case, I said to him, you're saying that it's inconsistent, but inconsistency is consistency, right? So if you are, you know, always late somewhere, right? You don't consistently show up on time. That means you consistently show up late, <laughs> right? So if you're talking about this album being inconsistent as it kind of jumps back and forth between styles, et cetera, that then means that's the consistency of the album is that it jumps style, 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 which mm-hmm. aligns with what you said. He has something, he has a version of Kanye West and Yeezus and Ye all throughout this album. So he's hitting you with every single thing. And I actually thought sonically, everything was in alignment. Like I, I, I like I, I didn't hear anything that was out really of character. And mm. in, in like when I'm listening to this whole thing, my first initial response to it, when I saw 27 songs, mm. I was like, air. I literally, cause I, it popped up, Spotify gave me the notification. I'm walking out the bedroom and I turn around <laughs> and I'm like, air, Kanye just dropped the album. She was like, oh really? I was like, yeah, it's 27 songs. This nigga tripping. 
<laughs> he tripping. She was like, that's a lot of songs. And I go, who? I put Don in my ears. You know, I like to do my training. One Like my just training by myself. 90 minutes to two hours, just getting in some work. And never skipped the track. Never skipped the track when I was out there. Mm. And on my way back home, started the album over. Because <laughs> it is 27 songs, so it's definitely like a 90-minute album. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's up there. So all through Hoops, I listen to it. On my way back home, I listen to it. When I hop in the shower, I'm listening to it. I, put, I start cooking breakfast, I'm listening to it, and it becomes my whole day while I'm listening to it. And I formed no opinion publicly about it, meaning, like, I didn't even ask a friend, like, you know, what they thought, because I'm just, I have this thing deeply embedded in my ears. And when I come out of it, I'm like, yo, I'm happy that I got this mm-hmm. because I loved every single thing about it. Now I will say, Chris, um, when you talked about artists, you know, being expected to do it the same. And then when they do it the same, they get critiqued. I did want to bring up the baby specifically because you keep hearing people say, Oh, he don't change his raps. And I'm not equating the baby to Kanye and saying that they're on the same level. I'm just saying when people make critiques, mm. it, usually conflicts. So there's a contradiction. So if you're saying that the baby is one of the biggest rappers in the game right now, and he's trying to cross over to pop and you're saying he ain't nice. Like, first of all, that's, I don't like that. The argument no longer makes sense to me about somebody not being a nice rapper. So that means they can't be a nice musician, which means they shouldn't be making all this money, right? Because they make the same things. Yet you would then come back and say, well, I'm not getting the old Kanye. I want all of that old Kanye consistently over time, you're going to get bored with Kanye and say the same things you said about like the baby. Most deaf, most deaf. Talo Kweli. I can go through a list of rappers who rap the same as when they first came out and no one listens to them like that no more. Mm-hmm. Because they only rap, they rap like it sound like it's 2000. Bro, I get, I get that you nice in the 2000s, but it's 2021. <laughs> What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? That's now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you get what I'm saying? It's the same yes. reason you listen to Biggie. What made Biggie so nice? It's because Biggie sounded like the future, which is why people say he one of the best rappers ever. Same thing with uh, Tupac. Tupac sounded like the future. Nobody was rapping the way he was. Okay, I'm, let, let's not get into that. No air quotes. Nobody rapped like Tupac rap. Air quotes mm-hmm. at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a whole bunch of Texas rappers who. Yeah, who, who influenced Tupac? If we really keeping it a, a super duper buck, um, so mm-hmm. like it's 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 just a lot of things in the world that don't make sense, especially when it comes to people that say that they don't rap. And just to interject a little bit on what you just said, I'm not sure. I know I get, I get passionate about Kanye West, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm, I'm also and I'm also very passionate about rap. So I'm here for it. the baby is somebody who keep they keep saying he was trying to cross over to be pop, and I, I, I me and my brother had a conversation about it, and we both came to the same conclusion. The baby was not trying to be pop. The baby was just being the baby, and pop wanted him. Mm-hmm. But some people just not built for that. Look at, and I'm a, this going to be bad, inflammatory. Look at Lil Bootsy. They wanted him to be a pop star. It didn't work. They wanted Webby to be a pop star. It didn't work. They wanted uh, they want Future to be a pop star. It doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain artists are niche, and they just got to stay niche. It's like if you, I'm not like. Why would you expect certain artists to be, why would you expect somebody who went on stage in a diaper to be poignant about social issues? <laughs> this, man, this, this man literally sh- kicked the woman in the face <laughs> for getting close to him. I don't, alleged, he allegedly killed somebody, allegedly, you know what I'm saying? When gangsters came and pressed him during one of his earliest music shoots, he didn't get security. <laughs> he made sure everybody else was secure though. <laughs> 
and he ain't get pressed no more. It's a it's a whole video about it. How he was just like, you can bring your man. You know how he talk with deep ass voice, little ass body. You mm-hmm. bring. I, I ain't got to check it nowhere. I ain't got to check it nowhere. Mm-mm, I'm good everywhere. I'm good. And he's just sitting there casually drinking water, ready. Cause he knows somebody come. He they know he know he bought that life for real, for real. And it's not I a lot of people. Me. Exactly. I keep it on I me. It's it not on a me. lot, and it's not a lot of people that's used to that. Like, yo, I'm not somebody pretending to be something. I am this. <laughs> and you can play with me if you want, <laughs> but you know and what just, I got for you. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and just because I'm from North Carolina, <laughs> this, this ain't this ain't little Mike from the wood. This this ain't little Mike from the wood from North Carolina. This ain't J. Cole. <laughs> All right. I'm not Jermaine. I'm not a thoughtful guy. I am a selfish guy. <laughs> I'm a thoughtless guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm. No, no. I believe that. I think that the baby is very thoughtful, but it's about advancing himself and supporting people who's close to him. He doesn't. I feel like he doesn't care what other people think, and and doesn't care what society wants from him. Which is why he keeps producing the same way he produces. Like people always say, why does he only use one flow? Why does he only use one flow? Because it works. Why would I change something if it's working? You mean to tell mm-hmm. me if I follow this formula, I will make the X, I will get X result every time. I'm not changing. Why? Because I have to, just because I have the capacity to change doesn't mean I have to provide that to you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're one person or you're 10,000 people. There are a hundred million people that disagree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want me to use my one flow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. You know why people move the way they move? most people are fighting against what their industry representative or what the industry wants them to do. Yes. And like, you, they're trying to slide him into that space. You could start, you could tell by features that they start to put folks on, right? The stories that start to come out, like what songs should have came out, but they didn't come out or whatever. So yeah, the industry tried to push in that way. I appreciate the baby. I appreciate his singles. And I firmly believe lots of artists, they ain't, I ain't really here for their albums, right? But I'm here for their singles. Mm. I'm here for their features. Right, and because we already had this discussion about the Migos, <laughs> I'm not I'm not here for a Migos album, but I'm here for Migos singles. I'm here for like five out of the twenty tracks for the Migos, and this is not about the me. I know you' about to get started. It's like revving up the engine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, all right, they, they're the perfect <laughs> example of doing of giving people what they want and people being mm-hmm. still being upset. Like if you don't like Culture Three. <laughs> That's what it was, right? It was Culture 3, mm-hmm. right? Culture 3. Yeah, if you don't like Culture 3, you don't like the Migos. And you ultimately, because they gave you, they gave everyone exactly what they wanted. And people said it mm-hmm. wasn't good. How? How is this not good? We done exactly what you all wanted. We did every style of song. We did the same. We did our traditional flows. You know what I'm saying? We did not experiment with concepts like we. Because culture two was kind of a departure from culture one. Which, culture which, one, which I told yeah, you, I was yeah. feeling that culture two joint. Yeah, but 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 your but his, the core fan base didn't like culture two. And I'm not a core fan base. Exactly. That's what I, and that's what I'm trying to say. And that's the issue. Like you have a core fan and you have the new fans. So it's like a lot of artists kind of fumble the bag when they try to bring it more, when they try to grow to exponentially over at one, from one album to the next. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you, and I feel like that's why certain people like J. Cole and Drake and Kanye West and stuff like that, like they get it. Like you gotta, you gotta nudge, you gotta walk people down. Mm-hmm. It's even like when you look at views from the six today versus from when it came out back in 20, what, 15, 2016? Something like that. So like when it came out then, everybody was like, this shit ass, it's not good, da, 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 da. But when you listen to views now, it kind of aged very well. Like you could still listen to certain songs on there. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, this ain't still kind of go. Or like, I'm, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. 
When you listen to reading this to when you listen to that, uh, that, joint, that joint was fire yeah. when it dropped though. No, that, but, that, but, that, but, that still uh, might be one of my that's the last Drake project that I was like, the whole joint, I'm yeah. I'm I'm with it. We already had this discussion yeah. offline. Yes, yes. But the issue with it was when it came out, people was like, it's man, it sounds generic. It's like, no, mm. no, it's not. It's gonna age well. And that's the thing. You want your music that's because Drake is one of them artists that's gonna be. 50 years old and he gonna have such a deep catalog. He gonna do songs and the people gonna be like, man, how the, it's like Big Daddy Kane. Like I know people probably don't even listen to him really like that no more. But it's like that same feel. When you see Big Daddy Kane performing, it's like, damn, he still can do that at this level, at this age. Like mm-hmm. he do songs from the nineties and they still count, they don't sound current, but they sound like it got that energy. Like, wow, he was doing this at a high level. Like you can appreciate mm-hmm. the artistry of it. Like he was doing this at a high level since then. So mm-hmm. with the baby, you know, my brother and I, you know, he was talking about it, and you know, I agree with him a lot. You can't expect, you can't expect somebody who's overarchingly ignorant to say something transcendent in an issue as it pertains to social progressive, socially progressive issues. And if you expected him to be a good representation of positive masculine progression in a, a society, you picked the wrong guy. <laughs> like you just did. You just, it just doesn't make sense. Like and Chris, we're on the same page with that because I have conversations with the boo about this, right? Because we all we hold everyone to a standard that we don't hold ourselves to, yeah. right? Especially with celebrities, especially yeah. with black celebrities. Not the boo so much as it relates to race, but I'm now talking about like broadly because mm. you know she's also I mean she's a lady, right? And and she's also very sensitive to how how people have to move in this world because of the subjugation, because of uh, societal norms. So he's very sensitive to that. Mm. A lot of times I spend chatting when I'm like, yeah, I get those things too, but you can't forget context. <laughs> like, co- like context really matters in these sense. And it's not to say it's not okay what he said. But you also have to understand why somebody who's been shaped for 27 years would say what they're saying. And so if you expect them to say like, Oh, 2020 happened. All this education and literacy is out there. So you should be actively learning about this. It should be changing your tune. I'm like, <laughs> I think that's a, that's, that's, the, I, I understand that assumption that we're making, but you're just going to continue to be upset about life if you think that's supposed to be the case. Right. I think the flip side to that, though, is that the baby said, you know, he, he, he fell on it. He fell on the sword for like maybe like five days. Then he came back out. He said, you know what? Okay. It's okay. Um, I'm sorry. I won't, you know, I'm sorry. And people still was just like, nah, that's not okay. You should have said that immediately. But again, we're not here to talk about the baby. We're not here to talk about the baby. What I want to get back to though, is there's, there's, there's two things that I noticed in the album. And there's uh, one more thing I want to say, Chris, about um, artists who you say like, should do your thing, forget about what people are talking about. I do. I did notice that Kanye wasn't really rapper rapping on this album. Nope. And I was just like, you know what? Cause he was getting in there, he was fumbling over words sometimes. So, and then he'd get into the hum. And then I'm kind of like, you're consistently doing this. If I would, when I first heard him starting to do this, I just thought, cause he was drugged out. Right. Like, and it's like when Yeezus came around and all this, he, he was starting to, you know, not really, he wasn't really rapping, rapping. Yeah, you sitting back in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this dude, I thought he was just in a place where he was still recording. He was in his space. It was real magical. The scene he was painting, the production value, everything was super crazy. But he wasn't really coming through with his with his lyrics, with his rapping, with his pronunciation, with his enunciation. That's, that stuff wasn't coming out. So I was just like, what's going on here? And, you know, years later, I'm seeing him still do it. And I'm like, there got to be something to this, man. Like, this, this, is, this is consistent, <laughs> what he's doing. And I was like, this is not about rapping for Kanye. So when you said that point, I was like, Chris, I am very here with you. He is a full production. He is a full show. 
like you Kanye has I think evolved into like we I think we talked about we probably talk about Kanye every other episode I also realize this now uh but this is the most we've gone in depth is he has now gone into a new stratosphere as you talk about artists as you talk about creatives as you talk about business people and like he is in sort of that rare air space where I honestly think and again, I'm a big Kanye fan, but I'm not a stan. Chris, I think you, I think you might you you might you might be considered a stan. I'm not gonna go as far as to say that, but you you might be considered one. Um, that's somebody that's that's not a negative for me. I never understood that. Like if you like somebody a lot, <laughs> I don't care. Like I like people a lot. If I like you, I like you a lot. Like I don't care. Call me what you want. I'm a Kanye West yeah, fan. But no I, I do think you can accept though negative critiques on things that matter about Kanye. No. Okay. <laughs> I try, hey, folks, folks, I tried to save, I tried, I tried to throw him up real quick, but he hey, said, man. He, said he, put on, he put on a bag of head, I understood. <laughs> I, I threw the hook out there in the ocean, Chris took that hook and threw that shit back. He threw it back. So I don't want your goddamn raft. I don't want your safety blanket. I got, I got Jesus. I got Jesus. I'm Gilgo Bass. I'm Gilgo Bass. Somebody want to comment, say so. Chris, but Chris, he did this. But Chris, he said, I, I got reasons. I got explanations. You know what I'm saying? Dixon, Walton Webster Dictionary, man. I got explanations. I got different, I got definitely. Definitions. What's up? Gang, man. Your man was in debt. He needed that. He's in debt. Y'all, ain't, y'all don't understand what that means. You, you in debt for hundred to for hundreds of millions of dollars. You know you about to make a billion. I'm aligning myself with a dude who's saying he giving tax breaks to billionaires. What you talking about? Okay, what you talking about? <laughs> I need and that. And next, need you that. know, Kanye flips around and he's a I need billionaire. That. Exactly. I need that. I need all the I need all the tips that all the rich white folks got to keep the millions coming in as millions and not hundreds of thousands. I need that ASAP. I need it from you as soon as possible. Why? Because I don't know nobody that knows what to do to do that. I don't, nobody in my circle, you know what I'm saying? None of my none of my brothers and sisters can teach me that, but you know who can? This person that doesn't represent my sensibilities. I know, and I'm, and I'm about that. And this is this is the hook that I'm a, you may throw it back, but I'm gonna throw it back to you and I'm gonna attach it to your t-shirt and drag your ass. Okay. So look, I wanna wrap it up with this. I do, and you do understand consumer market stuff, right? Yes. So you, you if, if there, we do make, music we do make clothing we do design brands chris Mm -hmm. i do like you do these things because there is a market for you so -hmm. as much as we want to say hey an artist will do what they want to do like kanye i'm going to take this where i want to go the baby i'm going to stay in the same lane because i don't care what nobody says you do because you have a consumer market that you're speaking to and those Mm -hmm. people are the ones that's giving you the popularity you need to know Mm -hmm. to then go and secure the bag that you need so there are people you do care about Right. Because there is a market. And so for me, it's just like, you know, we're all selling something. Right. We're either selling our message, we're selling a product or we're selling ourselves. Whatever it is, we're selling something to people in order to secure that bag, to secure some trust, to secure notoriety, whatever we're looking for. We're Mm. all selling something. Right. And Mm. so I don't think most people think about it like that. But that's what you're doing. If you have a regular, regular job, you're either selling your time, <laughs> you're selling your talent, <laughs> right? You're, you're just you're you're, you're selling you're, you're you're selling something to people, right? And Facts. so that's what your true asset is: is whatever you're selling to folks. And there's people in this world who have a diversified portfolio. Right? Where like I can sell you many different things. And so for people like the baby that we just talked about, they can sell the same thing over and over, and people are gonna buy it. And you know what? Even when I upcharge you on the same thing. You still gonna buy that, right? Yep. <laughs> and there's some people who need to sell you a swarm of different things, right? Just to be net positive, right? Because their talent isn't that great, but they have so many different talents that they're gonna get you with something, right? To get to where they need to go. And I think in this case, 
artists do care about what people think. They may only care about one particular group or segment of people, like what they think, because that's their true consumer market. But I, I just didn't want to walk away from this being like, yo, artists can just do what they want because they don't care what nobody think or whoever it is doing anything don't care what other people think. Because I try to say that as much as possible. Like, I don't care what people think. But when it comes to my money, when it comes to my brand, my image, when it comes to how I'm perceived, I do care enough to ensure that the people who I do value, right, whether they're paying me or whether they're family, whether they're showing me love or whether they're showing me cash or whatever it may be, I do care. And so that's just the one thing I do want to walk away. We do care, but there are some limitations to what you should care about and who you should care who's saying it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you in that aspect. But, you know, in this aspect, though, and this, I'm going to leave it at this after this. But Kanye West, he already proved he got about a solid million people that's willing to buy whatever he do. Do you really need anybody else? Because in real life, if you're really breaking it down, they say that the way the world works, if you just have 10,000 people who are willing to give you $100 each, you know what I'm saying? Do the math. I think I think that's like a million dollars. So, correct. What are we talking about? If you can generate that annually, it's like while certain people just do their independent thing, it's because it's easier. Like, I don't have to worry about all the rigmarole. I don't have to worry about being super popular. I don't have to worry about saying the right thing at all the time. I don't have to worry about always having the right clothes on. My presentation need to be a certain way. I just need to have these 10,000 people that's willing to give me $100 a year. That's it. You know, so and that's what I'm gonna leave it at. Like Kanye West is proving that time and time again. If you don't like the album, it's just not for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's okay. You'll get you'll get it eventually. Like it's like with all things mm-hmm. that are different, you'll get it eventually. It's the same way everybody said he didn't like mumble rap, but for some reason it was it was the only thing being played in every club. You know what I'm saying? It's the same reason when people say they didn't like auto tune, but now every mm-hmm. single artist in the world uses auto tune. Just about. But one more thing. One more thing. That baby came and changed the Lamar song ass. That's, I got to put that out there. It's ass. Family ties is an ass trash song. You don't, like family it don't ties? sound good. The mix ass, the beat trash. And baby came. I don't like his voice. I don't like the way he rap, and he don't rap about nothing. I just want to say that on wax for people that listen. Okay, go ahead. The also, also, also that Kendrick Lamar verse mid. Go ahead. Right before we tra- about Texas. What, you want to about now te- Texas talk- and the, how, Texas how am I supposed to transition to that? How am I supposed to transition to that? Texas abortion. <laughs> Much like the people that live in Texas, you should move on. Let's go. hey so chris let's just let's just start it there um i I also want to tell folks this is not really we're we're not really about to debate like abortion whether it's right or like oh we not about to debate oh okay i just let me let me just ball up my notes (laughs) let me just ball it up you know my bad let me let me just ball it up i'm good Your toxic bag. He's about to be. He's about to be. Toxic. Yeah, yeah. About I, I, mean, I just had to, that was me putting it away. You know, I thought that's what we were talking about. I thought I was putting it away. Yeah, I heard the. Tra- I hope y'all can hear the trash. <laughs> <laughs> he literally touched the trash back. Like, oh, I was just tossing this out. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really about to get into that, but I think you had a take right off the rip. And if y'all are listening, he also just dropped it five seconds ago. So, Chris, what's your real hot take right now? What's happening in Texas around the abortion law? But there's also you know, stamps around Texas with, you know, voter restrictions. So te- Texas is going through it right now. So so what's that hot take off the rip for folks? My hot take off the rip is you should move. I don't understand why people choose to live in places that don't accept them. Like it's America, literally. Amer- you can. It's not like we live mm-hmm. in a place where it's borders. You know what I'm saying? Like you can move whenever you want. <laughs> just get your stuff. You know what? I think, I think I'm gonna head out. I think that should be a practice that we just have. Like, the reason why they say San Antonio is so progressive is because people, a bunch of liberal people moved there and literally switched 
a town from being uh, like the state of Texas is red, but San Antonio apparently is very, very liberal. You know what I'm saying? While a lot of the other places are conservative, but it's like, you can't do that over Arsenal in a place where conservatism is the, is the lifeblood of the area. Like successful business is are, are built in Texas off conservative practices, not liberal practices. It's not like a lot of pro bono stuff that's going down in Texas. Cause if mm-hmm. one thing I learned about people from Texas, they gonna get their money and they not, they don't care what you think of them. Cause it's like, bro, I'm looking out for my family. Like I'm looking out for me. I'm looking out for like self-determination is a thing in Texas still. And you can't say that. in a lot of more liberal prices look at, Look at look at the cost of living in Texas versus the cost of living in California, New York, D.C., Philadelphia. That's a very conservative area, but mm. you can raise a family there. <laughs> you can still buy gas there. You can still have, buy a home on a minimum wage job. You can still own land and property in Texas. You cannot do that in the liberal bastions of society. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Like, it's just a fact. Where liberalism thrives, mm-hmm. it kind of eats itself because consumption consumerism is almost... At the ver- it's like on hyperdrive and places like that. So, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the abortion stuff. So, like, Texas is almost famous for always going against the grain and being regressive in a lot of ways. So, my only take on this is like, what, what would you expect Texas <laughs> to do in a state where everything, you know, is very, very old school? It's an old school place where old school people were old school lawmakers with old school laws. Do you expect them to be progressive? Mm-hmm. Move. Just move. Like literally, the, it's, it's so, Texas eats itself. Like it's, we do Tex-Mex food, but we got a Trump sign in the window. How? <laughs> How? How? How, <laughs> Becky Sue? I don't understand. Do you understand what that sign means to the people that you're stealing the food and cuisine from? Like you love those flavors. You love Kaya and you love Andilo peppers, but you don't want Latin people in your country. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? It's a place that eats itself. So, you know, my my hot take was you should just move. It doesn't make sense if it bothers you that much. You know, move. And it, and and I mean, you all you can do is hope that there someone comes out with some type of amendment for the bill because it's already passed, and the Supreme Court passed it apparently. Like they they were mm-hmm. split down the middle. Some or, or they they stood pat, so they did not. Which if if you didn't vote, that's a that's a vote in the other direction. So if they didn't cast it down, it was just like this is gonna move forward. People just watched it. You know what? I'm not going to touch that one. It's going to look make me look a certain type of way. That you by not touching it, it made you look a certain type of way. You're someone who doesn't care. You have apathy. Now, apathy is lethal. If anybody watched TV in the '90s, mm-hmm. you know before after Judge Joe Brown, apathy is lethal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying with that? You know what I'm saying? It's a commercial. It's a famous commercial. Empty schools <laughs> everywhere. Apathy is lethal. So yeah. That's my hot take. I don't have much more to say than other than that. Uh, if you want to debate, we can debate. I could be facetious and just say a bunch of wild flagrant stuff, but. You just got to move. Like if you live in certain Alabama, <laughs> I'm not not being a certain not being a jerk. New Orleans, you know, certain parts of Florida, certain parts of North Carolina, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Virginia. You got to move. Like it don't make sense to think that you about. It's not like mm-hmm. back in the civil rights era where you can move somewhere where you and a couple homies, you know, you and your family friends can move into a town with just gentrify area. My man, <laughs> you will get killed, <laughs> and they will not be on the news. You just gonna be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're going to be folded up in gym mats. Mm-hmm. You're going to be just just for listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Just for walking down the street. You know, just because you, you you looked at the wrong woman the wrong way. You know, you looked at the right woman the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, the world is a dangerous place, man. You got you to gotta yeah. look out for number one sometimes. And sometimes it ain't worth it. Yeah. And I hear you on that. Cause, and that's ultimately what I wanted to talk about was like, what are we going to do about it now? Because... 
I think we spend a lot of times debating like is something wrong or is something right and like who's supposed to do what about something and it's never mm. about us it's like people what are we going to do about this and if we're talking about America being a capitalistic society consumerism being key thinking about the independent more than you would think about the collective mm. right thinking about the individual more than the collective where can you then beat people mm. where it will hurt their pockets. Thanks. <laughs> That's how you make people hurt. Second is with your vote, I would say, because your vote will then impact the people who are making decisions and the people who are making decisions make those decisions based on their pockets. So those two things are mutually intertwined, but there is a clear king, which is their pockets. So I, I kind of want to, but don't want to talk about the challenges that people will face in trying to do what you said as simply as it is, is just move, uprooting your family and taking them somewhere else. If you just have any kind of sense, you know how difficult that is. The sentiment is this. The sentiment is this. If you disagree <laughs> with your lawmakers, if you disagree with your community members, if you disagree with any major player in your ecosystem, your schools, your medical uh, community, your, like if you disagree with the people in your spaces and the rules that they're making and the laws that they're crafting, where they directly, directly penalize and harm you, your voting rights, your ability to make a decision as a woman or your body and your family. Chris, in this case, I'm with you, move. Because, yeah, you want to fight the power and say, like, no, that's not right. And I want to stay where I'm at. I get that. That's not going to change this law. <laughs> that's not going to change this law. And should something unfortunate happen, right? Because not all of our abortions are just from, hey, me and my partner, you know, had some hanky-panky. And we got a kid. Not all abortions are driven by that. There are some horrific things that lead to abortions, Right. So in that case, if you, that is something unfortunate happens, you won't be able to get one if you don't catch in the time. So now you have to live with a child that was created and brought into this world on an event that is very traumatic for you, right? In a state like Texas, you can't change anything about that. Like if you really, if the, the abortion, I mean, there's the crate challenge, uh, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can fall down some stairs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can get really, really stressed out. You know, what I'm just somebody just just be around somebody that really, really push your buttons for a long period of time. You lose that baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, you just walk into the door a handful of times. You know, you just yeah. yeah it's certain ways you can just cook that baby. You know what I'm saying? Hit on or sit on a radiator for a long period of time. You can cook the baby. <laughs> the point is, the point is, Chris, I am with you. Because <laughs> oh, that wasn't gonna stop. I knew that wasn't gonna stop. I, that the point is though, I'm with you in the sense that like we also have to consider. And this is this is where I'm gonna sit at. We also have to understand that there is a reality where you have to move, right? And if there is a mass exodus of people from towns, from cities, from suburbs to states, because they disagree with how this state is operating and how they're penalizing and harming them, those states will then have to respond. Texas may say, fuck them. <laughs> and more people may flock to Texas who really are about that life and that's okay. Right. Because we all don't have to be in accordance with each other. I do think there needs to be or I don't think we need to be in accordance with mm. each other on every single thing. I do think we need some basic tenets. Does abortion fall within those basic tenets? I'd probably argue that it does. But it's not the highest thing on my list, I'll say, as it relates to basic tenets to ensure Patriarchy. that we are all aligned on what humanity looks like <laughs> and what. <laughs> Okay, See how easy that is? It doesn't, <laughs> and that's not top of my list. Patriarchy. You're now you're a toxically masculine. Way to go. Way to paint it's, yourself. It's, 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 
that's cool. I'll take that. I'll take that because then we can have a discussion of what's top of my list. And when we talk about top of your list, is that top three on your list? <laughs> the broad, the broad stroke of women's rights. Yeah, that's high on my list. But that specific thing. Yeah, Chris, yes. I'm not getting into women's, women's rights are number one. As a man, women's rights are number one thing on my list of things that need to be addressed. <laughs> well, if that was number one, we also know that that would be particularly helpful for white women in this world, but not women of color. So and what, do I, what have I been saying for the past couple of episodes? And that's why women deserve less. So let's keep, <laughs> let's keep it going, man. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Let's keep it going, Damn, man. I got something to that bucket. <laughs> you know, but my core market, my, my core consumer market knows... <laughs> <laughs> they, they know where I'm at. They know where I'm at. But the, the, the new ones, they might be a little confused. But the, the yeah. point is, yeah, Chris, I'm with you. Sometimes you just gotta, like you said, evacuate. Sometimes you just gotta evacuate yeah, and just let them know, like, yo, I'm not really with yeah, this. I'm not yeah, really retreat, with this. Man. Yeah, so I'm not gonna pay your taxes. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay your taxes. I'm not gonna buy products from your local shops. Like, I'm not gonna invest in your local economy. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna invest in someone else's economy because it's advantageous to who. Like it's advantageous to my life. It's advantageous to my lifestyle. So yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. And Texas, so. and Texas is also one of them states where like the cities have autonomy to recognize and not recognize stuff at will. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm pretty just because it's, it's a brand in Texas don't mean that places you know like that. Like that might be that might work in Houston, but Dallas might say, "Nah, we not recognizing that." And just not do it. And or, you might want to flip that. Dallas will definitely be like, "We recognizing this." Houston will be like, "Nah, bro." Whatever you know, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, when I've been to Texas, I've been to like one part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was fire. The food was fire. It food was mad conservative. Fire. But the, but it was mad conservative. I knew exactly what I should and couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting it like that. I'm not about hello, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I was. I'm trying mm-hmm. to make it home. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. I'm trying to go home. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to come home. I'm not about to get sent to jail for saying something off color. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Same thing in North Carolina. I'm sweetie, I'm baby, I'm honey. Yep, I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How you doing there, boy? I'm fine, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm making it home, bro. I'm making it home. It's not that deep for me. I am making it home. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I say all that to say also, like, you know, there's ways you, if you can't afford to move, witness a crime. <laughs> and then get on a, and then you can be in witness protection and they will move you for you. You know what I'm saying? You got to get them to give them your top, your snitch. Just snitch. And then you can get your top cities and you can just move somewhere else. They'll move you to like Indiana or somewhere where it's real cheap to Oklahoma. You know, you can live in one of them other red states. You know, you're not going to get to one of the premium states, you know, D.C., Virginia. I mean, D.C., um, Maryland, Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I mean, I say Philadelphia because Pennsylvania is not a thing. It's like, that's right. a terrible place. Yeah. Philly is fire. New York, um, New Jersey, even though New Jersey is for some reason is hated. You know, Boston. Racist. Don't move to Boston. Uh, but, you know, you know, California, you know, the East Coast, you could be on either coast. You can't really be in the middle of the country anywhere, mm-hmm. but or the north or the south. But you could be on either coast. <laughs> you can be in Chicago. You can be in Chicago, which is where we're gonna be. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I take the O block. Uh, <laughs> GD, GD. You know, so, <laughs> BD, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Peace on. Ooh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Can't go outside. Uh, uh. Uh, so it's, 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's different. You know, so. I just want to say that, man. But you know, I'm being facetious, but in a lot of ways, I'm not. Like, like Mike said, I agree with you 100. Some places you just got, you can't. You're not gonna change it the way you wish you change it, unless you're a lawyer or some some of a, a policy analyst who can get something shifted in a way that's positive. Or you know, you, you can write as many think pieces as you want. Mm-hmm. You can put prayer, thoughts and prayers for Texas as much as you want. Shame on Texas as much as you want. That's not gonna change that law though, because we ultimately, if you really want to make change, we need to start electing younger people. 
that have more progressive values. You got old people making old decisions in a new world. And your people were confused by why they made those decisions because my, my morals line up to this line of thinking. Your new morals don't line up with my line of thinking. So ultimately your opinion doesn't matter to me because I'm already set in my ways. And you no know, think, no think peace, no petition, no change.org, no, you know, none of that Antifa type stuff gonna work on me. You're not gonna bully me into changing my opinion. I think it should be like this, and that's why I voted this way. And that you gotta recognize, and that's okay too. Like I'm not somebody that's saying as I'm like, I, do I disagree with the ban or whatever, the laws? No. But do I understand why someone will vote that way? Yes. If you grown up conservative and a Christian dogma, you know what I'm saying? You're going to think certain things. You're going to feel certain ways. And it's mm-hmm. that's okay. Like, cause those things used to be appreciated at some point when, the, when America was more puritanical. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Move. <laughs> and Chris, I'm going to say, I would, and I would want things to be different. You know, I, 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 I want this to be a harmonious world. <laughs> I, I have dreams of that, but I can't control that, but I can't control the harmony in my individual life and the life that I create around me. So that part. if you are surrounding yourselves with other people who want that, then you'll start to see that manifested in your circles and largely in your community. So we yeah. do have the power, what we talked about before, agency, sense of control, to control those things. If you're expecting the government and your politicians and all of those things to do that work for you, to put you in a position of where you want to be, you're going to be severely disappointed, like you mm. are right now. Uh, so mm. Chris, I do, I do want to wrap it with this, man. We do live in a capitalistic society. And we've seen over and over that to get people to do the right things, you got to hit them in their pockets. Yes. Right? When the players in the NBA did not show up to work, <laughs> hit the NBA in their pockets, and there was a threat that they would do it again, what did the NBA do? They, they moved. They acquiesced to all their terms because they said, yes. I know we got billionaires here, white ones who really could just like try to push the issue, but this is going to look real bad optically. And at the end of the day, people show up to see LeBron James. People show up to see Steph Curry. People show up to see Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, so if them motherfuckers saying they're not going to show up and they already millionaires, <laughs> multi-millionaires, then we kind of got to work with them on this, right? And it all really comes down to money, at least from what I'm seeing. And to me, that's very demoralizing. Very demoralizing because... The individual people, we ain't got money like that. That's that's the thing. But we do have agency. We do have community. And I just don't think we know how to harness our true power. So even though it may not be monetary power, there's social capital. right? <laughs> so I think once we learn how to harness the power of our social capital, we could do something about it. But otherwise, bro, this money, this world moves on money. And that's why a lot of decisions are made. And that's why people are going to vote the way they vote in Texas, because the money is not telling them that they need to move in a different way. The money's saying, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing because it's advantageous to the both of us. So keep moving. You got something to say? I do. Do you, you're debating on if you want to say it or not? Yeah. Mm. I think that that's cool. But ultimately, the one thing that's always bothered me is that conservatives move together and liberals yes. don't. Yes. Conservatives I don't think have that's controversial one at all. I don't think that's controversial. No, but it, is, but it is. It is. Conservatives have a platform and they stick to those things like a moth to a flame, like, mm-hmm. like hood rats to lace fronts. You know what I'm saying? Like, like trash 
like 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 successful up like successful middle management women to thugs. That's how they stick to it. Like it's it just don't make sense in a way. Like how bound they are to those principles mm-hmm. and conservative and then liberals. We constantly eat ourselves. Our platform changes almost on a every ninety days. Our plat the number one issue in liberal society changes. So it's cool to say, oh man, we have community. We don't. We have a bunch of tribes running around saying we're community, but we're not. We are against each other at the end of the day because mm-hmm. my idea, if your ideals don't line up to my ideals, you're against me. If my ideals don't line up to your ideals, you're against me. You said the wrong thing. So that means you're against me. Well, I felt that you said this, but it's that even though that's not what you said, what I heard was this. So you're against me. It's like, <laughs> those are liberal problems. Those are not conservative problems. They are not. You know what I'm saying? Conservatives be like, yo, listen, we doing this. And it's how we move. And y'all cool with that? And they're like, yes, sir. It's not a yes, ma'am. First of all, it's a yes, sir. <laughs> Always. It's a man. Yes, man. Yep. We understand. We get it. We follow in the line. Well, liberals. Hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome to the coffee shop, Panorama. Uh, hey, hi, Outlast, you Rally, R- hey, you all. There you go. Yeah, my bad. You're right. My bad. Hey, hey, you all. How are all my non Let's go. So today at the coffee shop rally extravaganza march for freedom, lives and freedom and justice and, and the other individuals we're going to be talking about. Bruh. What's the one thing we try and do this year as opposed to everything we wish we could do? Like, even what you said, you was like, I wish we could live in a free society with community. Harmonious. That's too much. Harmonious. That's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Get one thing and then solve for that. And then walk it down. Because that's what conservatives have been doing for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get one thing and they walk it down. Mm-hmm. They've been walking down abortion for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Walking it down. <laughs> Roe versus Wade passed and they've been walking it down. Mm-hmm. Civil rights passed. They've been walking it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, gun rights passed. They've been walking it down. What's another thing? What's a, immigration reform passed? They've been walking it down. They they t- they pick something and they just attack it, <laughs> little by little. They chip oh, it away using, using laws, r- using commercials, using media, and the liberal media, the liberal everybody. They just be like, right. "Hey, yo, we keep changing." Oh, let's do. Oh, let's do. Chris, this. Oh. I also don't think we are fundamentally saying different things, though. I will say the one asterisk I would add to mine or the one correction I would say is that conservatives also have social capital. And what you would say is that the capital that they use and the social capital that they have, it operates in harmony. It is in sequence yes. with each other and, and they and they yes. move forward together, right? The yes. capital that we have as liberals and the social capital that we have is misaligned and we are not in accordance with each other. So we're not on the same agenda pushing things forward. So facts. There you go. Mike said it right. He said it the right way. You said it the right way. <laughs> my mouth was inflammatory. You know what I'm saying? I've been told. I've been told I speak in inflammatory statements. I I didn't really recognize that, but I've been told that recently. I was, it was like, man, I, don't, I know what I said. I said what I said the way I wanted to say it. I said because mm-hmm. I said so. Because I said so. And then you know, you know, Chris, you like, know where I'm, I'm at publicly. I have to be who I am because I have a larger agenda at hand of what I want to yeah. do. But you know yeah. that in my private, in, my, in the privacy of my own home, in the privacy of my social circles, when I'm not on a public platform like this, it's not that yeah, kickstands. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the homies from high school. It's not that the the message changes. It's how I communicate. It definitely changes. So inflammatory for sure. Erica does a lot of correcting. She's like, Mark, are you sure?" And I'm like, "I said what I said." But you, it's hard. But you, but you're right. You're right. I, I should clean that up a little bit. So, 
<laughs> so publicly, I do clean that's it up. That's the difference a between bit. me. That's the difference between me and you. I clean it up. I cleaning it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I double down. I said what I said because I said so. That's ignorant. So <laughs> let it be ignorant. Hey, man. Let it be ignorant. That's how I feel about it. But you always know you can get in your bag where you need to be. And that's what exactly. we call code switching. Um, yeah. That's what that's called. So go ahead, wrap it up for us, Chris. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. It, it seems that in today's society, you know, we we talking about how there needs to be more of a community. It needs to be more of a concerted effort by liberals to try to get things changed in a functional way. And it has to be a better way to do that than just change.org. I think that a better platform would be Moodify. We could all use Moodify to come together and figure out a way. What is the one thing we want to come and solve for in the next three years? I mean, next four years, because every you only get about four, four, maybe maybe two or three laws changed every four years. If we've really been really optimistic about it, because that's mm-hmm. that's because, you know, change happens every 90 day cycle cycles. Right. So you got you know, you got about 12 cycles to get something changed for the better. In, your, in the world. So you can modify that. You know what I'm saying? Come up with a concerted effort. Reach out to your people and your, your, your demographics to try to make sure that you're reaching the right folks. Come up with a plan of attack to reach these people and have them constantly touching them with the Moodle platform to make sure they're managing their goals and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing on the right timeline so that we get in line for that 90 days for when it reset, we in the right place to keep moving forward as opposed to regress. You know what I'm saying? So we can progress instead of regress for the reset. You know what I'm saying? Or have to take a recess. You understand? And then end up in a recess. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? I should have been a preacher. I should have been pastor. You know what I'm saying? A black church. Man, I'd be in this gym with a Steve Harvey suit looking amazing on all the aunties and deaconesses. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to think about, is there a way we can present this campaign in a way that is going to reach out to target demos? Is there a group out there that can work in less than 24 hours <laughs> and still have the whole campaign done? Yeah, man. I don't think you guys have ever heard of Stiffworks. It's a very reputable organization. Work for been working for more than 10 years in the Washington, D.C., New York, L.A. area. Work with some of the largest advocacy groups, the largest clients, the largest movements that you've seen on your televisions, across the Internet. You know what I'm saying? In the background, just looking like a child predator. You know what I'm saying? Much like a child predator, just looking in the chat rooms, waiting for someone to pop up and you just pop up. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> oh, what do you need? What do you want me to bring? And then after you, then we show up and then who's there? Chris Hansen. Hey, I'm Chris Hansen. Why don't you have a seat? You know, like, why, why are you here in this 13 year old's house? That's us. That's the works. So we're just trying to reach out to people and trying to make it sound good, make it feel good. And that's the podcast. Blah. I appreciate you, baby. Appreciate you too, man.